Greetings, family. We are on today um, to talk about an interesting question that Bensu had. And if you all know, Bensu is the store manager. She's also a uh, tailor herself. She designs clothing and sews them herself, has her own business. Um, and Bensu was making some plans to do some traveling. <laughs> And I said to her, you know, is there anything you want to use the laptop for to begin your journey? And she's like, yeah, you know, I want to research something. So what was your question, Bensu? My question is, why is it difficult to, for, for a Gambia to travel to the state? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, why do you think it's difficult, right? Yeah. Yeah. So why do you think it's difficult? Because I'm seeing so many people want to travel from Gambia to state or to Sweden or UK, many different countries, but some of them will not make it because it's very difficult right now to travel. Yeah, especially this COVID-19 make many things difficult. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So now we also talked about um, people who are. Uh, taking the back way because yes. they feel like it's so difficult that it's leading people Greetings family. I am Bitu Ture, the store manager of Win-Win, US North Want North. I have a question to ask Why is it difficult for Gambia to travel to the United States? Okay, family, y'all heard the question, so hopefully you all will have some answers in the comments. Um, I'm going to give Bensu some of my opinions and experiences about why it's so difficult, not just for Gambians, but for many people in Africa, right, to be able to travel to the States. You see, from the States, we come from the perspective that we know there has been an intentional plan from our governments to keep us apart, right? In the States, we know that there's documentation that the government had that said that the African diaspora and Africa must never come together. Because if they do, the rest of the world is gonna fail because they need us to stay apart and be able to survive, right? Think about it. If they keep Africa in its position that it's in, they are still able to rate Africa for its resources. But if the people of Africa become more wealthy and more educated, they will be aware of what these governments are doing to them and they will start pushing them out of their countries. How are they gonna survive without Africa? People in the US and in the UK, it's the same type of mentality. They need us to be the working forces in their countries. We built these countries. We didn't build the countries for us. We built those countries for them. And they need our money. Like the upper class cannot survive without the middle class and the lower class, right? They need us for those jobs they don't wanna do. They need us to keep the wheel turning. So if we are able to be unified, that's going to be a problem for the world. And that's what they're seeing now, right? Because people are leaving the UK and leaving the US and they're bringing their, their funds with them. They're taking money away from those governments and giving it to other countries, right? See, foreigners are allowed to come here and make money and take it back to their countries. But that's not what happens in Africa. When you make money, it stays in your country. 
but someone from another country could come here and make money and they're taking it back home with them. They're not giving it back to the country, right? So we're gonna stay more on the topic of you as an individual because the reason why you realized it was difficult was because what? Didn't you just try to buy a ticket and get on a plane? Yes. And what happened? <laughs> they said to me that cannot be possible. Right, because one, the ticket is expensive. Yes. That's the first thing. How much yes. would you say a plane ticket costs to go to the U.S.? Uh, I don't know. I can tell you from the U.S.A. to Gambia, one way, a good, like a good rate was 500 American dollars. Wow. 500 American dollars is how many Gambian dollars? I'm going to say 5,000. No, more than that, right? Five thousand Gambian dollars is one hundred American. So I'm going to say twenty-five thousand Dalasi. Yeah, twenty-five thousand Dalasi is equal to about five hundred American, and that's a cheap ticket, and that's only one way. So you still got to get back, right? So now you're talking fifty thousand Dalasi to go dare and come back and that's if you get it during a good season because if you get it in the off season you're going to pay more money it's going to be at least 1600 american dollars right okay. yeah i'm scratching y'all i got a mosquito bite on my ankle so the cost is one thing mm. it's not affordable yes the second thing you said you can't just get a uh ticket you have to get a visa, visa yeah. let's talk about the visa situation because i know um i was look, if you get a visa where you're being sponsored right someone sponsoring you to come and saying like an invitation to come and they will be a sponsor when you're there that person has to state that you have an address you have a bank account they're going to be responsible for you um and that they will take care of your needs you, that way uh, the country wants to know you're not going to be depending on the government for any assistance here's the trick though if i'm living here how do i have an address to sponsor someone there you don't right and then you think maybe hey i have friends and family why don't they sponsor me right yeah what happens with that with friends and family Yeah. yeah, yeah. So why don't friends and family do that when they have the ability to do that? We don't know why. Yeah. Either they're being selfish, right? Or they're not in a position to sponsor you. Yes. They or really don't want you. tell you, yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. But they're not telling you why it's yeah. not easy. Mm -hmm. You see the trick? So you almost feel like they're trying to keep something from you because they're not telling you the truth. So let me tell you about some of my friends that are in the States. I have friends that are from Nigeria, Liberia, um, Gambia, Sierra Leone, right? That's just a few of the countries. And maybe folks may be from other places like Ethiopia, but my main people, the circles that I move in, these are the countries where they're from. Now I had one girlfriend. She came to the U.S., with a man that she thought was her father and she was from Liberia but come to find out this man was her stepfather so when he gets her to the US I think Liberia is at war at this time and her mom is not able to come as soon as she thought but she sent her with the man 
So now she's realizing that this man is making it clear that he has other intentions for her, okay? He is trying to molest her. He is trying to do inappropriate things. So she goes to school, like middle school for us is like sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, like that age, 13, 14. She goes to school and tells one of her girlfriends what her stepdad is doing. But she thinks it's her father, so she's telling her what this man is doing. And the girl is like, no, that's wrong. Like, we have to tell someone. And so they tell a teacher, and the teacher then comes along, and they remove her from this man's custody. They put her into our foster care system, right? Like, y'all have orphanage, we have a foster care system. So she goes into the foster care system, and... Um, later ends up staying in the foster care system until she is like a young adult, like 18, 19. She ends up getting pregnant, right? And having a daughter of her own. And now she has to get training and get her own apartment and all this kind of stuff. In order to get out on her own, she leaves her daughter in the foster care system until she can get her own place. So there's a woman that takes care of her daughter now. When she's in a position to get her own apartment, she gets custody of her daughter and takes her back. But she still allows this woman to care for her daughter, right? And I kept telling her, because her daughter was about four or five at this time, that's how long it took her to be able to get on her feet. I said, you really should kind of end that relationship with this old woman. Like maybe go visit her with your daughter sometime, go see her on the holiday, but don't have this lady in her life still controlling her because that is, you're the mother. She's not the mother anymore. So my girlfriend kept using this woman while she was working. She used her, you know, when she had emergencies. She still allowed her daughter to be around the family. Meantime, the whole time, this woman is poisoning this little girl against her mother, right? Because this is an American system. The mom, even though she came to the U.S. young, she is still an African woman. Mm -hmm. So now the daughter has grows up and she resents her mother. Why did you have this woman taking care of me? Why couldn't you take care of me? Why didn't you take me out the system faster? You know, and her mother's like, you know how hard I had to work to try to build a life for us. Like, you don't even know what kind of childhood I had, you know. So she grows up and they end up just having conflict, you know. This friend ends up working in the system, trying to help young girls that come from other countries as well. Young girls that don't have homes and stuff like that. She later has, she works these jobs, but it's not enough money. So she works two jobs. She gets, she works from eight in the morning to four in the afternoon. And then she leaves that job to go to the other job to be able to start. So from eight to four in the afternoon, and then from four to five, four to five thirty, she is traveling to the next job. She works that job to like midnight. Then she have to travel an hour, leave that job and try to go home and get rest. So now you got like a four or five hour interval. I, you see, I didn't say anything about eating. When is she eating? When is she really resting her body? When is she shopping? When is she driving nice cars? There's no time for that because all you're doing is working, trying to pay bills, right? That's one story. 
Then I have another male friend. He comes to the States. I believe he had a Gambian wife. They somehow are not together now because he's been in the States for so long. So now he's making babies with women there. So he got like two or three sons by different women. Two by one mother, one by another, right? Now he got to deal with them. And you know, in the US, we have child support. So if you're not with the woman, some women will use the financial situation to have you pay for your child, right? And it's, you should pay for your child if you made them, right? Yes. If you make a child, you should care for your child. Yes. So you have child support, exactly. You have child support, but then you have the children in your home that you have to care for. But then his family in Gambia is expecting him to send money, right? But he want to drive a nice car. He want to drive a nice car. He want to live well. How is he going to send money home to people in Gambia? Then I have another friend in Nigeria. He is living in this little apartment. So he finally gets a house, but he got his family believing that he owned the house. He does not own the house. He is renting a room in the house. Some of his co-workers are also from Africa, so they rent rooms in the house as well, right? But it's like six guys in one house, but all of them got nice cars. And they are still renting. But they are renting these apartments <laughs> and they are sending money home, making it seem like they are making so much money because a hundred American dollars is five thousand zelasi. That's money. Meantime, a hundred dollars is enough to pay your electric bill in the states. It's enough to pay your phone bill in the states. Maybe even your cable bill, right? So let's talk about that. That's the other thing people don't talk about. When you get to the states. If you get an apartment, if your water is not included in your rent, you pay that separate. <laughs> yes, honey, you got you got to pay your rent. You got to pay your, let's say for you, you go get a one bedroom or a studio. A studio for us is like a room with a bathroom. Okay. A one bedroom, your bedroom would be separate, kind of like here. Only difference between our apartments and yours is that they're so much more expensive and ours have less square footage because they actually build closets in the room you all have to buy a cabinet but here they, you know in the states they build the cabinets in the rooms and the lights are already established like that right and some of them have air conditioning or heating that you can control on your own because of the temperature difference so let's talk about that so we got rent so let's say you get a one bedroom or a studio I'm gonna put you in a cheap state because if I put you in an expensive state, we will blow people's minds. If I put you in New York, you know that's not the state to go to because it's very expensive to live in New York. So I'm going to go with Pennsylvania. That was a cheaper state. So let's say, and not the city. I'm talking like the smaller towns. Because if I put you in Philly, you're almost paying New York rent as well. Philadelphia is Philly. So let's say Reading, PA, or Allentown, or... Um, What's one of the other towns? A downing town, little areas like that. So one bedroom might cost you about, let's say, mm, 600, 700 dollars. Yes, maybe okay. eight. Yeah, let's go 600 to 800, Let, let's go with eight. We're gonna take the high number, $800. There's no view, there's no ocean, 
Okay, there's none of that. And you living in a building probably with a bunch of people in their apartments around you, so it's noisy. Okay, so we got rent. Um, you're probably gonna want heat, so you got an electric bill. You're probably gonna want to cook, so you got a gas bill. If you want a TV, you're gonna have a cable bill. If you want internet, that's separate. That's an internet bill. You're probably gonna want to use your phone. Yes. Cell phone bill. I'm at six now. <laughs> <laughs> and are you gonna drive a car? Maybe that would be later. Okay, so let, let's leave the car out, but let's, let's, you have to get around. So you're going to have to take a bus or a train because those are options. You can always get around. So you need car fare. You're going to have transportation fees, right? Um, what else? You're going to need medical insurance. Yes. You can't just be there and not have any, because what if something happens? So you're going to need some type of insurance. You have to pay for that medical insurance. Oh, I'm sorry. You got to eat, right? Yes. Did we say food? Mm-hmm. We didn't say anything about food. Food. Oh, and let's go back to the beginning. This apartment that you're getting for $800, there's no furniture. Oh. It's not furnished. Oh, no, no furniture. So it's mean I have to buy my own furniture. You got to buy furniture. So you're going to need a bed. And is it coming with appliances? If for $800, you could probably get a stove and a fridge in your apartment. That would come with it. But you would need furniture. You would need your bed, your couch, you know, a table, some chairs. You got to pay for those things. Curtains for the window, unless you want people looking in at you, because they will look in your window. Got to have curtains, right? Um, What else? What else are we forgetting? Oh, do you want to go to the gym? No gym. Okay, no gym. Maybe I'll have a small exercise in the house. You will just exercise. But you have internet, you have cable, you can exercise at home. Yeah. Are you going to get your hair done? I can do that for myself. Okay. What Nails? No. Manicures, pedicures? No. Any parties, movies? Okay. And you're not going to go shopping? Because I think you're going to go shopping. Yes. All right, we're going to need a food and clothing. We're going to need a clothing budget as well. So there's a couple of things like that don't seem like they're really important, but you're going to meet people. People are going to invite you places. So whether you mean to go out or not, it's going to happen because that's the way people get to socialize. I mean, now we have this whole pandemic thing, so people are doing things virtually. So the social activities, we can kind of leave that out for now. We'll just stick to the necessities. And with the necessities, we were at about seven things, right? Your rent, your utilities, your necessities, things for you to be able to get around. And you will need clothes, not just for fun, but you're going to be dressing for different weather. Because remember, y'all only have two seasons here. You have winter and you have summer. We have winter, summer spring and fall (laughs) and they all require different clothing clothing. they really do because you can't necessarily wear you can wear some of the clothing in the winter and the fall but most likely you're going to need sweaters jacket boots because the snow the ice you know you need to be kind of prepared for those things wearing hats and accessories hair and stuff like that is a lot more expensive in the states right And then let's talk about an emergency budget. Like, we're assuming that 
you're going to get to the States and they're not going to lose your luggage. They, they lose luggage too. At the airport. Yes. And if you didn't buy insurance with that plane ticket of yours, you're not going to get reimbursed for your lost suitcase. See, people don't talk about that stuff. But when you get your plane ticket, you want to make sure you get insurance. They lose things as well. I don't know if there is blatant with stealing things, but they do lose things. When you come to the Gambia, you got to be worried about people trying to get money from you at the airport. That's not really a thing in the States. I've never seen anyone try to hustle because there's too much security, too much cameras for them to try anything like that, right? Um, other things to expect, that everybody's not going to be friendly. They're just not. People don't speak to each other. You might get a smile. You, somebody might nod their head, but how everybody greets each other here and how you doing. Like, it's different from the state. Oh, absolutely. If I come into your shop here, if I walk into your shop and I'm like, you know, you would say to me what when I walk into your shop? Hello, come in. Right, salam yeah. alaikum. You do that. But most Gambian people don't do that when you walk in their shop. They be sitting there looking at you like, is she going to make me get up? They won't. They just don't talk. They will greet you. Salam alaikum. Right? Abinyadi, how are you? They do this whole little thing. It's a whole greeting. But in the States, people have no patience. They come in, they want to get what they have to get, and they want to go. Because most likely they're on the run with the timeline. So it's not, people say, oh, they're rude. It's not that. People are not used to waiting because the system is set up that you are constantly moving and you have to get things done. Like I told you about my girlfriend who's moving from one job to the other job. You think she have time for conversations? No. No. You might see her every day and get to know her, and that might build a conversation. Hey, how are you? How's your day? That's it. It's not a whole lot of conversating going on. Um, schools, right? Like, are you going to go for additional training when you get settled in? Do you want to get a job? Like, all of that. Jobs make you pay, depending on the type of job you get, jobs make you pay for your own clearances. Like you have to get a background check. You have to provide a criminal background check, a state background check, and a federal back background check. And that usually requires you doing your fingerprints. And they run your fingerprints through a system to make sure you haven't been caught for theft, child abuse, depending on the type of job you're doing. Some jobs require you to stand on your feet the entire time. No breaks, right? Like, you don't get to be like, oh, I'm going to be on my phone while I do this. People try to do it and hide, and if they get caught, they lose their job. But you could be on your feet the entire time unless, you, unless it's time for your lunch break. In the States, they do have a lunch break, and it's either a half hour or an hour. And some people, depending on the job, you don't get a lunch break because you are working the entire time, right? So you could either be sitting the whole time at the job or you're standing the whole time depending on what type of work you're going to be doing. Um, I don't know, like I'm thinking about and the type of food you eat. The other thing is you're probably going to be tasting fast food and you might get fat. <laughs> and I don't Real want to quick. get fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen in the States, right? Because some people come and they want to try all these things they've never had before. And they might have that McDonald's and they decide they're in love with McDonald's and McDonald's becomes a part of the routine on a daily basis or too many times a week. And it's not really healthy. Um, but as far as treatment, understand that you could go 
to a job with the same qualifications as someone else. And that individual who may be of another race will be given the opportunity before you will. And we know that, we understand that. So a lot of times we are going there even more prepared, right? And hoping that things turn out the right way, but you would probably just think, oh, she got it because she was more qualified. And a lot of times that's not it. That's not it. Here, you could get jobs just because you know somebody. Yes. Right? You yes. like how we met. I knew your I met your cousin and then I met you and, and it was like, okay, we can move forward, but it's not always like that, you know. Um, we talked about the visa piece. The other part about the visa is you trying to apply for your own visa just to travel, right? You're gonna buy your ticket, but you need a visa. Yes. And how much was the visa? I don't know. The visa for you to do was a hundred and forty dollars. So not only were you playing for that's your, for is it that's for application? That was a hundred. Yeah, it was a hundred and forty dollars for the application. Yes, it was an application. Yeah, and that doesn't include if you have to mail it back and forth and pictures and all that kind of stuff, because that's another fee. So in addition to the plane ticket, the visa, you need that as well, right? So all these things that you need money for, it makes it seems a little difficult. Now, for people coming from the U.S. to Gambia, we had to get a visa, but we could get our visa upon arrival. We could get it here, and it was only $65. For your visa? Yes. Yes. However, they got a catch. The first time that I tried to come to the Gambia, which was like in August of last year, they had canceled my flight. At that time, Gambia was not issuing visas, so I had to get my visa for Gambia and from the Gambian embassy in the U.S. It was $200. It was $200. I paid for it in, in the U.S., and then when I got here, people was like, oh, you know, the, the visa is only 65. Yeah, but they weren't issuing. I couldn't get it when I arrived before. So I was able to get that $65 visa for my son. But I paid 200 for mine because at that time, Gambia was not issuing. That was when everything first started happening with the pandemic, you know. How would you say this pandemic has affected your plans to go to the States? Yes, like, what's going on? Yeah, you're not really supposed to say it. They, they claim that you can get flagged by using that term. That Yeah, believe it or not, YouTube flags people for using the term. So we'll say this virus or this pandemic. That's why I call it. Um, how would you say it's affected your plans? Yeah, COVID-19 makes things very difficult. Okay, the virus makes things very difficult right did you plan a long time ago to like did you know you wanted to travel to the states no. so just more recently you've kind of had the the plan to want to go and now we've met and i'm like Let, let's make it happen Let, let's get it going you know so that's the plan y'all and as we continue to think of things as bentu continues to come up with questions about the states we're gonna do these little meetings and then hopefully when she has her channel ready she can let you know what other things that she's dealt with individually. Um, I just try to give her a heads up about like what to expect. Um, we also know that people make promises to get you to the States and people have been caught up in 
um, the slave trade. They've been caught up in scams with people claiming they were going to sell Bibles and half stealing girls as well, getting them caught up in prostitution. So I was telling her, don't take no back ways. Don't take no shortcuts. Just be patient. Let's do this the right way. Get you connected with the right people so that you can be safe. So I hope that was helpful to anybody who might be asking and wants to know the question that Benson wanted to know. And I'm going to do a video on things you need to know um, before going to the state so that you can prepare. This is just an introduction. So I hope that was helpful. Follow Benson's t-shirt. Stay black and proud. And um, you can be black and proud in your own country or you can be black and proud in the diaspora. We thank you all for joining us and we just want to say blessings.